What's up guys and welcome back to the front page. My name is Paige and I am your lovely host of this podcast. Yes, that's right. I said it. I went podcasting. Yes, I joined the dark side. So welcome to the front page. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. But you know what? I'm just going to get straight into the point because who likes to listen to all that, right? (laughs) So starting off today, I wanted to start by talking about the king of the NBA right now. And yeah, I said it, the king. Some may agree. Some may not agree. But LeBron James, y'all, he is in his bag. And when I say bag, I want to bring it up with some facts because a lot of you are going to argue this point and I don't have time for it. So here, let me break it down to you like this. LeBron James is expected to earn $95.4 million this year alone. This year alone. That's a lot of money. Some of us may not even see that in our lifetime. I mean, hopefully I get to see that. You know what? I am going to see that. But $95.4 million this year and It's also projected that he will surpass $1 billion in career earning this year. That's impressive. That's not easy, y'all. $1 billion? Billion. Billion. LeBron James. For some reason, that flows very smoothly. A billion dollars, LeBron James. No brainer, right? But some new developments that have kind of developed over this past week about LeBron James is he is now a part owner of the Red Sox. But let me break that down to you and kind of explain how that even came about, right? So this week, he became a partner of Fenway's sport group. Now, this will make LeBron James and Maverick Carter the first black partners in the Fenway sports group history and also increases James' ownership stake in the soccer club Liverpool. Now, back in 2011, I think he purchased maybe 2% share of the soccer club but now with his new partnership with the Fenway Sports Group this increases his share into the soccer club but right now they're saying it's undisclosed information but I'm sure some way the public will make it public information (laughs) as they normally do so definitely looking forward to see what those numbers are because that is huge deal I mean LeBron James that name itself holds weight but Him being in this partnership deal definitely seals the deal for me. But it's kind of controversial just just a little bit, just a little bit. Because if you guys know, LeBron James has actually supported the Yankees quite often. And that's actually the Red Sox' biggest rival in the MLB. So I know the MLB fans is kind of like, uh-uh, we don't want him, we don't want him, but... We know LeBron James is all about his bag and he's going to do whatever it takes to get his coins. So I think it will be awkward, but it will be cool to see the Red Sox obtain maybe a World Series championship with him being um, part owner of the team now. That that would be kind of cool. That would No lie, that would be kind of cool. And to be honest, y'all, that's not even all I have to say about LeBron James because also this week, He sealed a multi-year deal with Pepsi. So now he will be the face of Pepsi. New drink, um, I think it's Mountain Dew Rise Energy Drink. So they'll come in like those 16-ounce cans, I believe six different flavors. And I mean, I'm not an energy drink girl, but I definitely may buy one or two just support for the homie because that's pretty cool. Like just to see him venture off into 
other brand deals and build his personal brand outside of his sport, I definitely think it's key. I think it's a major move on Pepsi's behalf. Um, we've seen a lot of athlete partnerships come to light recently um, because that's where the money is. You know, athletes have a lot of influential power, especially on social media. Um, and if people see that these products are associated with an athlete, of course, they're going to want to purchase that item. So no brainer. Everyone's thinking here except us, the consumers. <laughs> so kudos to LeBron. This is why I'm saying this man is in his bag. And I think it's the perfect way to start off this podcast. But also with mentioning LeBron James, I got to go to the homie Rich Paul. If you don't know who Rich Paul is, get out your phone right now. Go pause this. Go Google this guy. Okay. He's definitely Googleable. All right. He is the founder of Clutch Sports, which is, if you don't know, or if you're not aware, it is a sports agency for the NBA. And this agency is known for its big contracts in developing personal brands. So Rich Paul has represented high caliber athletes, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Lonzo Ball, John Wall, Draymond Green. I can go on and on, you know. That just speaks to the volume of his his ability to be a sports agent and develop those type of contracts with these teams. And why I brought him up is actually because he's publishing a memoir called Lucky Me. But guess who has their hand in this pot with Rich Paul? Jay-Z. Yep. Jay-Z. That's right. He's dipping into the athletic bag and he will be publishing rich paul's memoir with his publishing division called rock lit 101 so jay-z's rock nation definitely will be having their hands on rick rich paul's memoir definitely going to be tuned in on my end because i think rich paul is definitely influential he does not have a straightforward path as how he became an agent and i think that's just admirable because i think my path is not straightforward and I think it's just shed, it's going to be incredible to watch it shed light on how you don't necessarily need the straight path to be successful because he's definitely more than successful. And I'm just glad to see it. And I'm definitely going to be tuned in for that. So just a tidbit of information if you didn't know about that. So, yeah. So to shift gears just a little bit you know i always gotta dibble and dab into my track and field bag if you don't know i used to run track at the university of houston i was a part of the field squad so i say field and track yeah that is right <laughs> um so i have to shed light on my prior teammate nora money um this past weekend she she's a distance thrower first off um and this past weekend per the cameroon tribune she threw a distance of 54.6 meters. So let me tell you what this exactly means. If you're not a track and field fan, you're going to be one today because I'm going to break this down. Okay. With this mark of 54.60 meters, Nora breaks the national record of her country. And that record that used to be in place was 50.82. That record, y'all was there for 33 years. That's a long time. And Nora broke that record with ease. With ease. Wow. And to say that I know her, like, wow, Nora, if you're tuned in, like, 
congratulations i'm so proud of you keep going you're definitely in your bag y'all if y'all know nora she's very invested into herself her health her wellness and she's just a great person overall to get to know definitely follow her on social media because she's going to be one to watch i'm very proud of you nora keep man just keep going seriously like you're definitely making a way for yourself and you're making you're you're becoming a role model for other athletes who aspire to do the things that you've done and you know it's just admirable to say the least. And, you know, Nora says, I was reading the article and she was saying that her target is to go above 60 meters. And the Olympic standard is actually 62 meters. But I know deep down inside that Nora can definitely accomplish that and so much more. So definitely going to be looking out as we have this 2021 Tokyo Olympics underway um, this summer. So kudos to Nora. Um, definitely think she will see some success. Um, along the trial definitely going to be tuned in during your journey just keep going and i'm just so so proud of you I, I i can't even find the words to explain how happy i am for you and just keep being in your bag dog keep doing what you're doing you know don't deviate from the plan stay with the vision stay with the goals and that's all i gotta say about that right so shifting to the nfl Drew Brees, he retired, y'all. He finally retired after 20 seasons in the NFL, 15 for the Saints. He's finally retired at 42 years old. Now, his announcement of retirement wasn't your traditional one. He actually had his kids do it for him, and I thought that that was very adorable, actually, to say the least. <laughs> I don't know. I guess adorable is the word that I'm looking for. Um, but the kids were sitting on the couch in all of his jerseys and they're announcing, they're like, our dad is finally going to retire so he can spend more time with us. And I thought that that was cute and very important that he shared that insight of his family, because I think sometimes with athletes, a lot of people, they just forget that they are humans. Like they really have lives outside of this. This man have four kids, I believe. Fact check me if I'm wrong. But if anybody out there that have four kids, they can tell you it's not easy by any means. And the fact that now he's stepping away from playing in the NFL, he has that time now to make memories with his children and his family. And I just think that that's a true happy moment for him and another journey for him as well. And he also says, like, this is not goodbye for him. You're definitely going to see him around. And rather, this is a new beginning for him. You know, we've seen athletes like Tony Romo go and be a sport analyst and other prominent sport figures go do so as well. So definitely can see him dipping into that bag, too. But I'm curious to see what it will do. You know, it's Drew Brees. He, the money still has to keep rolling in. So I know he's going to be doing something, but we just don't know yet. But give him some time. Let him rest because guess who's still there? Brady. He signed another contract for the Buccaneers. So NFL still going to be popping. You still got your, your legends still in the league. Um, so Drew Brees, if you, if you want to hop on the podcast one day, let me know. I, I can make some, make some shade. Come to the front page. Come to the front page. <laughs> so, um, also in the NFL, on a heavier note here, the Texans will not let go of Deshaun Watson. They will not let go of this guy. And, you know, a lot of people have been sharing their interest in him, like your Panthers, your Jets, Dolphins, 49ers, um, even your Broncos. They have shared their interest in pursuing Watson. But the Texans like, we're not, we not trading him. But 
if he's not happy, why not? Like you, I, I'm just, I, I get very frustrated at this because I feel like if an athlete is not happy in an environment, they will not be able to produce um, the way that you wanted to. I mean, look at James Harden. Look how well he's doing over there. Look how he was doing at the Rockets. You guys are mad at him because he didn't want to be at the Rockets, but now he's at the Nets. He's happy. He's playing very well. And y'all guys are like, this is this is a whole different person. Yeah, it's a different whole person because he's happy. That's where he wants to be. Let this man go. Free Watson. I'm about to put that on. I'm going to write that down. Free Watson. I'm going to put that on my story. And so if you if you tune into this podcast, you know Free Watson, that's where that deviated from, right? But also with Watson, you know, we had two civil lawsuits kind of arise um, just recently this week. They are alleging inappropriate conduct during massages on two separate occasions by two separate people. And the lawyer that are representing the plaintiffs is stating that there's actually more individuals out there that are willing to come forth as well. Um, so one of the lawsuits were filed on Tuesday. The second one was filed on Wednesday. Um, one happened in March of 2020, the other in August of 2020. So the details about that um, are still developing as social media is kind of coming to play now. And Watson's basically saying he's looking forward to clearing his name. He's saying that um, these allegations are completely false. And I don't know. I, I really don't know what to believe. And I'm just not going to put my opinion into it because one is really not my business, but two, you know, we don't really know what all the story entails. And I think it's important to let those details develop outside of us before we start putting our opinions into that. So the NFL declined to comment about the situation, but that story is still developing. So definitely going to be looking out for that and seeing how that develops. But on a happier note it's time to go dancing that's right march madness is finally arrived you guys it seems like forever since we got to this point um if i get this podcast out tonight i don't know but four games will start tomorrow march 18th um i actually haven't done my bracket yet surprisingly and i may stay up tonight and do that yeah i may stay up tonight to do that because that's important. And you guys like to hold me accountable of my bracket. And I want to see y'all bracket too. So share with me your bracket. If you don't follow me on Instagram, the front pages, um, share me your NCAA bracket, men and women, you know, show my women some love too. Do not forget about them because they definitely have been in their back as well. But on the men's side, guess who's back in the tourney? UConn. That's right. They the seven seed this time around. But one interesting note to remember, they were the seventh seed back in 2015. And guess what they did? Won a national championship. So definitely don't count them out. I don't know. I don't know how I wanna how I wanna create my bracket. I don't know if I wanted to be a Cinderella story or one that's just been dominating. I don't know because I think it's gonna be an oddball just because of the challenges we're gonna be facing with COVID-19. You know, we've already started to see some stories develop about how some players are unable to travel with the team due to COVID protocols, COVID tracing. So that's going to be a factor into this tourney as well. The Cougars are in, so I'm excited about that, of course. But UConn will face Maryland. 
um, for their first game in the tournament. So I'm excited. March Madness, I'm definitely tuned in. If you're a NCAA person and you like to tune into March Madness, you know, let's, let's talk a little smack. Let's talk a little smack um, on social media. But y'all, that's all I have today. Um, I just wanted to keep it kind of short and sweet. I know maybe 15, 16 minutes, but just want to introduce you guys to the podcast, get you used to my voice. Definitely going to be trying to do this every week. Hold me accountable, cuss me out, do whatever you got to do. Um, but definitely looking to be consistent with this because this is something I actually enjoy. This is actually fun to me. And, you know, me just being in my new role, I think this makes me just want to talk more. And that's my thing. I learned that's just my thing to talk. So thank you guys for tuning in. Go make sure you follow the front pages on Instagram as we'll be putting some new content content out starting next week with the question of the week. I'm not going to get that to y'all yet. I was going to spill the beans a little bit, but I'm not going to get that to y'all yet. Yes, your Tiger Woods special is coming very, very, very soon. So look out for that. But let me know what y'all think of this podcast. But if nothing else... Thank you guys for tuning in to the front page, and it's been a blast. Bye.